Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. Now over for Brooks, tips, and Monroe wins it! A drop shot. And they erupt here, folks. The snap, the hold, the kick is up. Does it have room? It does, and it is good. Are you kidding me? And he's still on his feet. It goes down to the 20, 15, 10, 5, 2, yeah, Chargers. He's going to believe it. Screens it on the left side where it's caught by Stover at the 10 of Indiana. To the 5, and Stover leaps for the goal it's line. Up, yep. Touchdown, Cade Stover. A swing and a long drive to right. Down the line it goes. Go on a two-run homer. What a night for Naylor. Maybe you don't have to be so funny. I mean, would it kill you not to be so funny all the time? That's all I'm asking. You're listening to The Locker Room Show. Brought to you by Schaefer Dan Huff, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, Westside, Sunoco, First National Bank of Bellevue, Mellow Yellow Pizzeria, Smiley Automotive, Stein, Olson & Stang, CPAs, Firelands Federal Credit Union, Noble Sports & Trophies, Baldiff's Carpet Cleaning and Floor Covering, and Norwalk Heating and Air. On the Sports Voice of the Firelands, 95.3 WLKR. Let me talk to you. Yeah. So, what do you guys want to talk about? All right, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to the Locker Room Show. Uh, Here we are once again. It is 9 o'clock. And just a couple minutes after 9 to be exact here, Josh Bowman, Mark Lane, and we'll soon have another guest uh, with us in studio in about, I don't know, he's probably here now, but <laughs> yeah, just just wait, just wait a minute, we'll, we'll bring you in here in a few, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Josh Bowman, Mark Lane here with you for the hour, just an hour show today, I'm, I'm kind of bummed. You know, I've got, I'm getting used to those 90-minute shows. I, I know, and and it it's kind of like, well, this is where television is involved again with, you know, you wouldn't expect the Michigan State game to be, uh, you know, an evening premiere game while Penn State and Michigan are playing at noon. Yes, you wouldn't expect that at all, would you? But <laughs> here we are. Uh, definitely. So let's uh, go to our first guest here today. And some big news. Uh, I know this is not baseball season, but it is kind of, you know, the baseball off season, and some moves are being made. And the Cleveland Guardians made a big splash uh, announcing a new manager. Uh, he was introduced to the media yesterday, Stephen Vogt, uh, former uh, big league catcher, former uh, coach with the Seattle Mariners, and his first manager, managerial job here in Cleveland, introduced yesterday at Progressive Field. And with us right now, our buddy Jim Rosenhouse from the Guardians Radio Network. And good morning, Jim. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing great here as well. Uh, just what is your kind of initial take on this hiring of Stephen Vogt? I like it. Um, and again, look, I think anytime a team hires a manager, <laughs> um, you're excited about it because it's it's something new. Um, obviously, in, in this situation here, um, you know, gosh, Tito could have gone forever, you know, had his, his health allowed and, and however long he wanted to go. But, uh, you know, you have to, you're trying to find someone, the organization is trying to find someone who can be that next 
leader of the organization. And, um, you know, he's got a good feel. I think, you know, it's real easy to, to make comparisons to, you know, what was here before, things like that. But the one thing that, that I always felt that, that Tito was so good at is he experienced so many different highs and lows in his playing career. So I don't think there was a player's situation that was above what he had gone through as a player. And I think it's very similar with Stephen Vogt. I mean, he, he played 10 years in the major leagues, but a lot of those years were as a backup. Sometimes he really had to scramble to make a club. But then on the flip side, he made a couple of all-star teams. So he had some some of the good moments and, and some of the challenging ones, too. And I think that's so important. You know, you can talk about X. You know, does he bunt? You know, what does he hit and run a lot? Things like that. <laughs> How does he handle the bullpen? That's all important. But I, I think in today's game for today's managers, it's more about you know managing those personalities and how do you get the most out of your players and and i think they they've hit on a real nice combination of of what he can do in that regard jim rosenhouse joining us here on the locker room show and uh jim uh how many uh managers out there are uh you know kind of were big league catchers <laughs> so many of them and uh i think that that plays a big role in it as well yeah, I think ninety nine percent, something like that. It's, it's amazing, isn't it? Um, but yeah, you know, I, well, he he brought up a great point yesterday. He said, "Look, at a hundred when as a catcher, uh, on the on average, about one hundred and seventy five times a game, you have to make a decision because you're you're trying to figure out for your pitcher. You know, that's just scratching the surface. He's just talking about catching pitches." from your pitcher and then deciding what pitches to throw to get out a certain hitter. So right away you're locked in on, on making a ton of decisions every game. Um, and then you go around and, and try and make things happen as an offensive player too, when you're a catcher. So, you know, catchers, they, I think they bridge that gap. He, he kind of joked yesterday that there is a divide sometimes on teams between position players and pitchers that they're very different in terms of their job responsibilities and how they go about it. But as a catcher, you really have to be in tune with both of those. And and that's probably why you see a lot of catchers as major league managers. Hey, Jim, this is Mark. And I, I'd agree with you. I, I was a catcher, you know, when I was in Little League and Tenor League. But realistically, anybody that knows the sport knows that the catcher is he's kind of like the quarterback of the the baseball team. No question. And, and you know, you look at at some of the catchers who've come through here and what they've meant, um, you know, in recent seasons, a, a guy like a Jan Gomes or, um, you know, Roberto Perez, when, when the team was, you know, in that stretch where they went to the world series, um, they really were a quarterback per se of, of, you know, trying to get the team going in the right direction. And, and sometimes you just didn't worry about their offense because as long as they could have the pitching staff in tune with what they needed to do, then they were okay. But they're in the meetings before the game in terms of, you know, making the game plan for how they want to attack certain lineups and things like that. Um, they're in there with the pitching coaches and the pitchers. So Ed, that's a big deal. And, and I think you're right. You could say that they are the quarterback of the team. Well, we're in the middle of high school football playoffs here, Jim. Of course, we're going to talk about the quarterback. <laughs> but, uh, Jim, uh, with Stephen Vogt, uh, some people may say, well, he doesn't have uh, you know that much of experience as a coach and 
things like that. But uh, uh, I say you got to start somewhere. You only get experience by getting experience, yes. and uh, I, I think that this is a cool gig for him. You know, his first managerial job, and uh, uh, just what, what do you think about uh, the lack of experience? You know, I, I, it's a tough one because um, obviously you'd love to have someone who's done it before, right? Um, you know, at Tito, you knew what you were getting when he signed on here. Um, with Stephen Vogt, we don't know. And, and you know what, guys? We're not going to know until that first five, six, seven-game losing streak. That's when you really find out about how a manager handles a club and things like that. Um, but I, I will say, that I think you've seen maybe more recently that, that more and more teams are, are looking at their manager and, and saying, hey, it doesn't matter to us. Um, look at Aaron Boone with the Yankees came out of the broadcast booth, had not managed before. Um, David Ross, who just you know was let go by the Cubs but did a decent job with Chicago, mm -hmm. um, he had not managed before, so um, it's happening more and more. And I think part of that too is um, coaching staffs and front offices, I think, have um, come more to the forefront in terms of of their impact on the game, the front office pregame, and then in game, the coaching staff. And then I forget who said it yesterday, but you know, we were just talking either before or after the press conference. Um, look at the amount of time that, uh, that, that Tito missed the last couple of years. And it was almost seamless. You're sure you would rather have had him in the dugout, but when he had to miss, Carl Willis picked up the pitching. Um, DeMarlo Hale was the bench coach, ran the game, and the other coaches picked it up too. And and um, and they got through it and and did okay. So you know there's there's a lot of help, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. And and it's not just on the manager anymore to to try and get things done. And Jim, before we wrap things up here, as we're talking with Jim Rosenhouse, the Guardians Radio Network, about the new manager of the Guardians, uh, Stephen Vogt. Uh, I got a, a vibe from him in the press conference yesterday just by watching a, you know, a few minutes of it that he is passionate about the game of baseball. I heard him say that uh, baseball is his true love besides his family, <laughs> that uh, he loves baseball and the, the people that play it. And I like hearing that. I like a guy that's, uh, you know, 100% all in. And uh, he, he sounds like uh, baseball is, uh, you know, uh, just, just uh, his favorite thing in the world. Yeah, and you know what? You ha it has to be um, in this day and age for the amount of time um, a major league manager spends at the ballpark. Um, it can't be work, and and I know like some days it's work, but mm -hmm. it's got to be. You've got to love it, and you you don't that come that's readily apparent. If you're not, that's readily apparent, and and that candidate's eliminated right away. If, if you're not, if you don't just love and live and breathe the game. Um, and so he does. And, um, you know, it's, he balances a, a family as some young kids that, that I think are coming here uh, for the summer you know, with his family. I mean, I'm pretty sure, you know, they'll, that they'll move here. Um, but, but he, you know, obviously loves his family and, and, and all that. And, and I think that the kids love what dad does. Um, just small sample size yesterday, they were there with his wife and, um, but yes, baseball from a very young age has been 
just every day for Stephen Bowden, and it'll be on a high level now for him for uh, hopefully the next many years. All right, Jim, we'll go ahead and let you go. Thanks for giving us a couple minutes here in the uh, Norwalk-Milan area. Always love talking with you, Jim. Anytime we can talk baseball when it's the off season, uh, it's a bonus, right? <laughs> yeah, we, we get a little bonus this year. And You guys check in whenever you like, and um, hopefully we'll talk to you either before then or at spring training. All right, thanks, Jim. Have a good one, man. Have a great weekend. Okay, guys, see ya. All right, Jim Rosenhouse joining us there, and uh, – I'm excited. Uh, you know, it's it's a it's a new era yeah. uh, of of Cleveland baseball, and uh, some people may be like, "Well, you know, Tito, and uh, you know, they're they're you know here we start start all over." But you have to at some point. Tito wasn't going to manage forever, so you got to go with somebody else here. And uh, I like him so far. And I know it's a small, like Jim said, a small sample size, but I like his passion uh, so so far. And that and that's important. That that's important. Uh, for the job, and and I think it's important to be a successful manager, and you you could see that in Tito all the time, and you know, and you you made the statement about you know uh, talking baseball right now, but realistic, you you look at it, we're what uh, less than two weeks away from Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. you've got the holiday season and the bowl season, and the next thing you know, you get through all that, and pitchers and catchers are going to be reporting. Yeah. <laughs> Before you know it, yeah, uh, without a doubt, that's crazy. As uh, want to thank Jim uh, for joining us here. He's always uh, ready to to uh, join us uh, anytime that we need to talk to him. He is here for us, and uh, we're gonna play a clip of uh, Stephen Vogt's press conference, uh, courtesy of ClevelandGuardians.com. Let's go ahead and bring that up here as I get the board ready. Here we go. Here's Stephen Vogt, his introduction yesterday, and here's what he had to say. Well, first of all, I just want to say thank you to Mr. Dolan, to Mike, Chris, Matt, and the entire Guardians organization for allowing me the opportunity to earn this chance. I don't take it lightly, and I'm very excited to get started. I'd like to thank a bunch of people, but we don't have time for that. So I'd like to just say thank you to all of the teammates that I've had over the years, all of the staff members in their various areas, and all the numerous coaches that I've had. Um, Starting with my dad, Randy, from four to 18 years old, taught me everything I know about the game of baseball. It's become my true love on this earth besides my family is the game of baseball and the people who play it. And my dad taught me that from a very young age. Thank you. Gonna need these all day, I think. Um, As you get to know me, this is not abnormal. My goal is to have every single person who puts on a Cleveland Guardian uniform from the Dominican League all the way up through the big leagues knows exactly what it means to be a Cleveland Guardian. That's my goal, and I'm going to have a wonderful staff and support group around me in order to do that. I couldn't be more thrilled to be here, and I'm excited to get to know all of you better as we, as we move forward throughout the years. I was able to talk to T- uh, Tito a couple times throughout the process and have spoken with him already uh, since getting the job. And, you know, I knew Tito a little bit from playing against him from across the way, and, you know, you hear all the stories, but... Tito has made it very clear to me that he, he wants to allow me to do do this, but also he wants to be a resource for me anytime that I feel like he's there. And he's already been, it's just so much fun to talk to him and so insightful and um, he's, he's such a special person. So I'm very thankful for Tito. There you go, uh, Stephen Vogt, the new Cleveland Guardians manager being introduced to the media yesterday. We'll go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk some high school football. Our buddy Jalen Santoro 
They picked up a win last night, uh, defeated West Holmes, and moved on in the playoffs. They got Cleveland-Glenville next, Mark. <laughs> and, and they're looking forward to it. They are. So we'll talk to Jalen next here on The Locker Room Show. Stay with us. First National Bank has the dream team for your dream home. Our single-family residential home construction loans feature competitive fixed rates, service in-house, low one-time closing costs, interest-only payments during construction phase, and quick turnaround time. Whether you want to build a Cape Cod cottage, log cabin, barn dominium, modern farmhouse, or lake house, we'll be with you every step of the way. For more information about home construction loans, call 419-483-7340 or visit fnblifetime.com. First National Bank, your bank of a lifetime. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, loan subject to credit approval. Hi, folks. This is Jeff Danhoff from Schaefer Danhoff Chrysler Dodge Jeep. It is Black Friday all month long. To kick it off, we are offering 10% off on new Jeep compasses plus an additional dealer discount. Check our other Jeep models for Black Friday deals, too. Plus, use vehicles with discounts up to $4,000 off original price. Check out our website for more specials. Schaefer Danhoff, U.S. Route 224 in Willard, the easiest place to buy a vehicle start to finish. Indoor air quality is a major issue in houses being built more energy efficient and sealed up as they are nowadays. If you or your family have allergies or are seeing a lot of dust all over, it may be time to get your air ducts clean. Baldoff's uses brushes to scrub your ducts spotless. We come to your home and inspect your air ducts free of charge to make sure there are no surprises when we arrive to clean. You will know the charges and procedures before the day of the cleaning. I'm Brandon Baldoff with Baldoff's Carpet Cleaning and Floor Covering. Call us for a free estimate and remember, we take pride in what you live in. You've seen the big yellow pizza truck. That's because Mellow Yellow Pizzeria is always on the move. Always hand-tossed and made fresh, they serve Huron, Erie County, and beyond. Check out their new menu items, including the new Buffalo Thunder Pizza. To locate that big, beautiful yellow truck of fresh-baked pizza, stromboli, breads, and more, go to their Facebook or streetfoodfinder.com slash Mellow Yellow Pizzeria. Don't let Mellow Yellow Pizza pass you by. Grab life by the slice. I'll give you a winter prediction. WLKR School Closings, brought to you by Sutton Bank. Enjoy high interest earnings or cash back and refunds on ATM fees with free Casasa checking. Sutton Bank, member FDIC, online at suttonbank.com. It's going to be cold. It's going to be gray. Tune in to WLKR on weekdays starting at 6 a.m. For updates every 10 minutes and up-to-the-minute updates online at WLKRradio.com. It's going to last you the rest of your life. Out front, Barton has his pass, stolen by Mitchell, heads to the other end, pow, with two hands, Donovan Mitchell with another 30-point game. Due to Ohio State football coverage, our next Cleveland Cavaliers broadcast will come your way on Monday night as the Cavs travel out west to take on the Sacramento Kings. Pre-game 9.30, tip-off at 10. Norwalk's home for Cavs basketball, 95.3 WLKR. You know what they say, fool me once, strike one, but fool me twice, strike three. You're listening to The Locker Room Show on the Sports Voice of the Firelands, 95.3 WLKR. Presented by Schaefer Danhoff, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram.
All right, welcome back here to the Locker Room Show. Josh Bowman, Mark Lane, and we have a special guest with us. We'll get to him in just a few minutes here. But uh, with us on the phone line right now, Coach Jalen Santoro of the Perkins Pirates. Uh, winners uh, last night in the regional semifinals over West Holmes, uh, 38-21. And Jalen, thanks for joining us. Got to be feeling good once again on a Saturday morning, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, uh, anytime you can uh, walk away with a win in the playoffs, and, you know, at this point of the year, uh, you're obviously feeling pretty good Saturday morning. So, you know, happy to just be playing another week here. Yeah, uh, getting used to these conversations with you here after wins, and that, that's a good thing. But, uh, Jalen, uh, last night, it uh, looks like you guys were in, in for a battle last night. Uh, talk about how uh, that, you know, in, in the first half, uh, you guys uh, had a lead at halftime of 24-21 at the half and then able to expand on that and uh, pitch a shutout in the second half. Yeah, no, you know, we uh, we started the game out with a, a squib kick that, you know, was – and it wasn't called to be an onside kick, but it bounced off one of their front line guys, their kick return. So bounced right back into our lap, and obviously that's a, you know, that's a great way to start a game, um, you know, an unexpected stolen possession. So, um, you know, that, that's huge. And then go down and execute and score on that drive, too, you know, is big as well. So, um, you know, we didn't have anything go our way in the first half. We had some, some plays that obviously we'd like back. Um, but when you're going in halftime with a lead, um, you know, and you can get the ball back after uh, the second half, there, that's obviously a big bonus there. So, um, you know, we like where we were at in that position. And then at halftime, you know, just kind of reminding the guys, hey, we're, we're doing everything we need to do here. We've got to, you know, connect on some plays here and, and fix a few minor details and make some adjustments, you know, on the defense side of the ball there. And, um, you know, some of the adjustments we made that they paid dividends in the second half there. And, uh, you know, they had a, a really good receiver, the Maltrix kid, um, the kid going to Yale, number 10. You know, he was one of the better receivers we saw all year long. So, um, you know, we got some situations earlier in the game where they did some things that they haven't shown all year. And, uh, you know, we probably weren't in the best situation possible. And, uh, you know, we kind of fixed that and changed that um, after halftime there. And, uh, obviously, you know, the results speak for themselves in the second half. Our kids execute the game plan. And um, they're able to pick up the adjustments and, you know, go out and execute it in um, the second half there. Yeah, Coach, this is Mark Lane. And last night, uh, typical Perkins football, you always have uh, – you have all those great players – and you never know each week who's going to step up. And last night, Caden Nixon came through with some big plays for you. Yeah, no, uh, you know, Caden had a big night. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, I'm, he's one of the guys that anytime he does something like that or has big games like that, you love to see it because, um, you know, he does so much for this team um, that goes kind of unnoticed. You know, he's not the, the Brenner West is out there catching, you know, 60-yard touchdown bounce. He's, uh, you know, he's the one that's doing a lot of stuff in, in, the, in the run game. He's kind of one of those guys who shifts into the backfield and, doing a lot of blocking on the screen game on the perimeters and um you know for him as a, as a senior captain to kind of go out there and in that big moment make some big plays and be in the right spot at the right time you know it's, it's awesome to see Jalen Santoro joining us here on the locker room show and uh Jalen uh, looks like uh, Isaac Bunce had himself a nice little ball game rushing for what about 150 yards uh what 41 carries in that ball game last night and uh, yeah. a couple touchdowns boy what a workhorse last night for you huh yeah, no, you know, he, uh, it's one of those situations that, you know, we were kind of getting the looks we wanted in our screen game and in our run game, and, you know, a lot of our run game has built-in screens off of it, and, uh, you know, in that second half there, we, we got to the situation where we got up, you know, 10 points, and um, obviously more later on, but we were in that situation where we wanted to eat some clock and chew some clock up, and, um, you know, we were, we were staying ahead of the sticks, so, you know, West Holmes did a great job um, as far as adjusting, um, you know, they adjusted their calls to our calls, but, you know, once we finally got to earth them there, we kind of knew what we'd like regardless, and we had some safe calls, and 
um, you know, once we got into that rhythm, then it was just kind of feeding IB and running the clock out a little bit and make sure we're, we're, we're you know, physical up front, really, is what it came down to. So, um, you know, overall, that's my Isaac. He ran the ball very well. Um, he's very efficient in the sense that, you know, no matter what we did, even if, you know, they made some plays up front because they had a very good D-line, you know, if they made some plays up front, he did a great job at least getting back to the line of scrimmage. So, you know, in a situation like that, we are trying to grind out some clock and you have a lead and um, you can kind of constantly get into third and short and third and manageable. I mean, that's where you want to be. And, you know, a lot of that goes credit to, you know, IB and the whole line for making sure that happens. Yeah, Coach, and, you know, the other big thing is that your defense really tightened up in, in the second half, and, and that has to make you feel good with the combination of the, the defense, you know, keeping them from getting the ball, and then you give it to Isaac Bunce whenever the defense gives it back to you. Yeah, no, absolutely. I just think I'm playing football. And, um, you know, the, another big thing, obviously, too, is they came out in the second half there and they started with a surprise onside kick, and, um, you know, we actually – Take the surprise onside kick up and, and ran it back to about the 10-yard line. And uh, that's obviously, even if you don't get points in that drive, it's a big momentum booster and it's, it's a clock killer. So, um, you know, I've, at the end of the day, it was it was a very good game um, by our defense in the second half there. They came out and they fixed a lot of little things. Um, and then, like I said, complimentary football. You know, we were getting the stops we needed and then we were able to convert some long drives into points. And anytime you can milk some clock when you have a lead in the second half and then convert on points at the end of it, you know, that's, that's huge. So, you know, we were able to do that pretty consistently in the second half. And, um, you know, again, like I said, complimentary football was huge last night. Jalen Santoro, Perkins head coach with us. Of course, you guys advance on to the regional final to take on Cleveland Glenville. And uh, what's kind of your initial thoughts on, on facing them? Yeah, I mean, should I go play football at the end of the day? It's, uh, <laughs> um, you know, a good football team defending the state champs. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things that I don't think we're going to bat an eye about we've been talking about it since January. So, um, you know, it's just kind of one of those teams that we knew they were the best team in the state. And, um, you know, last year kind of we won an opportunity to play them and we didn't, you know, we came up short a little bit last year. So, um, you know, it was one of those things that, that kind of stung. And, um, you know, now that it's finally here, like I said, you kind of spoke it into existence and, and we all knew it could be a possibility at the end of the year. And, you know, the kids did a great job taking care of business all the way up to this point. And now, you know, the week's here. So, you know, you got to put your, uh, your best foot forward here and be ready to play ball. All right, Jalen, we're looking forward to it. I can't wait to see uh, that matchup for sure uh, next Friday. Uh, thanks for giving us a few minutes here this morning. We always like talking to you, Jalen, especially after big Perkins wins like last night. And uh, we wish you the best of luck next Friday night. And uh, thanks again for joining us, okay? Yep, appreciate it. All right, Jalen Santoro there joining us. And, uh, yeah, uh, the matchup is set. He said, spoke it into existence, and here it is. They, they've been talking about the idea of that since last year because they really wanted to try to pair up against Glenville last year. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen, but, uh, you know, the, these kids aren't intimidated. And, and uh, you know, I saw a lot of comments in the paper today, and one of the things they said is, you know, uh, if you want to be a state champion, you've got to be able to beat a state champion. If you want to be the man, you got to yep. beat the man, right? Yes. <laughs> All right, we'll go ahead and take a break here. When we come back, the guy that's sitting across from us here will join us here in studio. Randy Hort, he is here. <laughs> Randy, go ahead and say hello. Hey, good morning and welcome. Um, thanks for having me into the locker room this morning. Yes, we'll talk to you here in a minute. We'll take a break. Be back with an extended blockbuster blowout of the Sports Roundtable coming up next The man, the myth, the trencher. The trencher. (laughs) Coming up next. Stay with us, everybody. 
If your home is too hot in the summer or too cold in the winter, or maybe your heating and cooling bill is way too high, it's probably time for a new heating and cooling unit for your home. In Huron County, call the folks at Norwalk Heating and Air. And in Erie County, call Huron Heating and Air. Norwalk Heating and Air and Huron Heating and Air are your hometown York dealerships. York Heating and Air conditioning units deliver you the perfect temperature efficiently and energy savings for your home. Call Norwalk Heating and Air or Huron Heating and Air for a free estimate today. Westside Sunoco, located on West Main Street in Norwalk, is proud to provide you with quality Sunoco fuel. Fill your belly with hot coffee, energy drinks, or great snacks and grill items. Westside Sunoco is a proud supporter of all local athletes. Congratulations to the parents, coaches, and of course the student athletes for your success. Westside Sunoco, the first stop coming into Norwalk or the last stop leaving Norwalk. Westside Sunoco, stop by and you'll always see those smiling faces. Are you aware of any weekly tax law changes? Are you taking all the deductions you are entitled to? Are you confident that you don't owe any penalties or interest because of previous reporting errors? Steinolson and Stang CPAs have been serving the area for over 55 years, specializing in small business and individual tax filing, financial statement preparation, payroll preparation, and individual tax planning. Call Chris Stang or Todd Olson at Stein Olson and Stang to discover the difference. Never underestimate the value of a CPA. Attention high school sports fans, are you an armchair official? You know, the parent or fan who constantly yells at the referees and loves to let everyone know just how bad you think they are. Well, if you think you could do better, then get in the game and prove it. It's time for you to suit up and make the calls where they actually count. Every sport in Ohio needs more officials. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. The Morning Show with Melissa and Johnny S. They're still putting stuff on millennials. Like, we know what antennas are. We know how they work. We, a lot of like, us grew up with them. Like, what are they trying to get out of this? Millennials are killing the streaming industry. Yes. Are we? <laughs> is that is that what you think is happening right Avocados, now? diamonds, uh, the housing napkins. market. Napkins. Now streaming. Dryer sheets. <laughs> Every weekday morning from 6 to 10 on 95.3 WLKR. Screens it on the left side where it's caught by Stover at the 10 of Indiana. To the 5, and Stover leaps for the goal Enzo, line. Yep. Touchdown, Cade Stover. This is the voice of the Buckeyes, Paul Keels. Saturday night, Ohio State plays host to Michigan State. We'll be on the air with the AEP Energy Buckeye pregame show beginning at 6 p.m. here on the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield. Touchdown, Marvin Harrison, as he caught it between two defenders. Buckeye football lives on 95.3 WLKR. Welcome back to the Locker Room Show on 95.3 WLKR. It's time for the man, the myth, the legend, Mark Lane with the Sports Roundtable. Mark joins Josh to talk all things sports, including high school athletics, the Tribe, the Blue Jackets, the Browns and Buckeyes, as well as what he is grilling for dinner. The Sports Roundtable and the Locker Room Show begins now. (laughs) 
All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Locker Room Show. It is time for the Sports Roundtable here, a blockbuster blowout edition. We're going to go... This is like a double feature here today. We're going to go yeah. two segments here today because we got Randy Horde with us in studio. Of course, Mark Lane here, Josh Bowman. We're only missing maybe uh, what Chris Morgan yeah. or something in here, and we'll have a whole uh, whole blockbuster uh, times t- times four in here, right? You know, I tell you, we go with four of us. This place just would rock, wouldn't it? <laughs> you, know, you know, the worst part though, the worst the worst part, Josh, is that Randy's over here, and I, and I can see the wheels turning. He's thinking, well. Well, why can't Cammy and Josh get me an intro like that for the morning show? <laughs> of course, right, of course. <laughs> Let's run down uh, the, the few scores that we had from last night. Uh, the game here on 95-3, uh, Dalton defeated St. Paul 48-28, uh, taking on uh, Danville next, uh, the Battle of the D's there. Danville and Dalton will play for the regional final. Uh, it was, uh, of course, your guys' game, 42-7, to Coldwater over Edison. And uh, Perkins, the win over West Holmes, 38-21. And uh, Tiffin Columbian over Medina Buckeye, 35 to nothing. So a couple of SBC teams out of the Lake Division still going strong, huh? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, congratulations to those schools, Perkins and Tiffin Columbian. Uh, we saw Perkins a couple of times this year, and... Uh, you know they're they're the real deal. Obviously, they got that big matchup with Glenville coming up this weekend, and then you've got Tiffin Columbian, who we never got to see, but you always hear reputation precedes them. You know, and they've been pretty solid for several years. And uh, you know, the coach and, and, over there played for a friend of mine, a gentleman by the name of Steve Gilbert. Yes, yeah, Steve, who was an assistant at Norwalk at one time, and. You know, he's the coach that they probably w- wish that they hadn't let walk away, you know, <laughs> as far as for the Norwalk Truckers job. But, yeah, Tiffin Columbian, and, and they get the envious, uh, uh, you know, task of uh, playing Toledo Central Catholic next week. Well, good for them. And, you know, it's, you know is it Tiffin and Toledo Central or is it Perkins and Glenville? Uh, both of them have a big road yes. in front of them. Yes. You say reput- reputation precedes them. Uh, that's a new one for me. <laughs> well, you know, I, I've got all those little things from way back when, you know. I'm still pulling up my bootstraps, you know. That was one of them that I used a lot. Reputation precedes them. I think that's kind of our story here on, on the show. <laughs> but anyhow, uh, we, we got the, the the K96 broadcast team uh, in here uh, last night. Uh, first of all, uh, guys, uh, how was the trip to Finley? Pretty Pretty good last night? Well, I got to thinking about that. As I was on my way in this morning, and you know, Mark and I know each other really well from working together for 10 or 11 years, whatever it's been. Cheryl was in the backseat, and we absolutely solved every world problem that exists <laughs> on our way to and home from Finley. The, well, the world is a much better place because well, of it. It was just election day the other day, so <laughs> solving the world's problems. We're not, working on it. Not to mention, we talked about all the best butcher shops over in Amish country. <laughs> Along with the Planktown Market. <laughs> we Don't talked not. a little food, if you can imagine that. <laughs> no way. No way. Uh, yeah, Planktown, of course, over my neck of the woods where I grew up, uh, Shiloh. Yes. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but anyhow, uh, let's talk about that game last night with, with uh, the Edison Chargers. Uh, Coldwater, uh, as advertised and more last night, guys? As advertised, Josh. I really believe that uh, that is one of the... Uh, nicest teams in general, just their whole package that I've seen in a very, very long time. Um, they sort of flipped the script on 
uh, Edison. You know, when I was in for our Friday morning show, we talked about uh, Edison wanting to get the ball, maybe scoring on their first possession, and then scoring again on the second one and hoping their defense can shut them down. That's exactly what Coldwater did. Um, Edison was able to uh, win the toss, and as as expected, they took the ball in the second half, so they kicked off, and the first play from scrimmage, Coldwater goes 26 yards or something like that right up the middle, <laughs> and that bode not well for the Edison Chargers from there. Yeah, the big, the biggest thing with Edison last night was they they fell behind fourteen to nothing, and they finally they they, they and they had moved the football, but they, they hadn't gotten any points. Well, they finally get this drive and they get down and Siphon and takes it in from a yard out, and they cut it to fourteen to seven. They kick off to Coldwater, and the first play from scrimmage, Coldwater throws a fifty-six yard pass and gets down inside the Edison ten, and they score. And all of a sudden, you know, Edison was getting a little momentum, and, and all of a sudden they're down 21-7. to 7. And then to compound it, Edison gets their next possession, and then Marcus Medina gets picked off, and uh, Coldwater scores again, and it's 28-7. to 7. And, and at that time, I mean, you know, the wheels were coming off. But they came out. Edison uh, won the toss. They came out in the third quarter. And that's when everything really fell apart because they the opening drive they got to the they got to the fifty yard line they were moving the football, and then all of a sudden a bad snap, and and it's fumbled and and the next thing you know Edison is back on their own twenty yard line and having to punt, and as a result of a grounding penalty, yes. um, Medina was getting a lot of pressure. I uh, tried to scramble out of it as he was going down. He he kind of chucked it forward. In the general area, there, you know, Bryson Whitmer was a few yards downfield, and uh, they got him for grounding. And at that point, then they backed him up even farther. Whitmer was punting into the wind, and he hits a chip shot that looked a lot like Marks, and it hit on the fifty-yard line and rolled backwards Back to the for 40. ten yards. <laughs> and uh, you know that that was the the kind of thing. In the second half, I believe there were three possessions, if I'm not mistaken where Edison in the third quarter gave Coldwater the ball at the 40-yard line or closer. And that's why the yardage looks relatively close, but the score wasn't anywhere close. Yeah, But overall, uh, the Edison Chargers uh, got to be proud of an incredible season this year, right, guys? Oh, we had a ball with it, and it was a great season. I mean, you finish the season 11-2, and two, and you look at it, and how many other coaches in the state would love to be 11-2? and two? Well, and, and you look at the 11-2, and two, and who were the two teams they lost to? Coldwater and Perkins. <laughs> <laughs> the who's who, yes. uh, you know, yes. still standing, right? Right. And it's just amazing that, you know, they were, they were able, Coach Hall and his staff were able to put together game plans week after week after week, and I'd come in and say, you know, Edison should have a really nice, tight ball game. And I looked like an idiot because they were coming out and beating teams 38 to 7, 45 to nothing. I know. And, you know, and, and you look at the teams on paper, and that's why they play them, I know, but you look at teams on paper, and that's why you kind of look at it and go, well, this should be a pretty good one. It turned out not to be. <laughs> Yeah, uh, can't forget uh, Bay Division champs too, right? And yes. getting that rivalry win over Huron in Week Ten—that always uh, is nice icing on the cake, right? It, it seems like every year, and and you look at it, and how ironic is it? Last year, 
Huron beat Edison, and then they were knocked out of the playoffs by Coldwater. This year, Edison beats Huron, and they get knocked out of Fun, the playoffs. Funny by how Coldwater. things work out like that, huh? Yeah. yeah <laughs> yes. and, and the difference, Mark, though, is we didn't have to drive all the way to Coldwater. <laughs> yeah. We only had to go to Finley. <laughs> You've got that right, partner. <laughs> that Finley trip was long enough for me the other day. <laughs> well, when you spend, uh, folks, I go and test the radio equipment sometimes, and I spent. An hour and 25 minutes driving there, a half hour testing, and then another hour and 25 <laughs> heading back. So it's like, how long have I been in the vehicle today? About three hours. You, exactly. you, sh- you should have mentioned it, and we could have told you some of the places that you had to stop to get something to eat. Yeah, or, you I know. know. <laughs> I stopped at a gas station uh, to fill up the tank and went and got a couple snacks just to hold me over. It was ten dollars yeah. for, for like a beef jerky and a candy bar and a, and a drink. Ten bucks. I'm like, what is going on here? But anyway, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. The people from Finley, just outstanding. Oh, they're awesome. Yeah. Nate yeah. Wyrock. Uh, I've known him for many, many years. Uh, we used to be in an organization called the Ohio Inter, uh, Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association, mm-hmm. a big fancy name for all the athletic directors in Ohio. And, <laughs> it is uh, fancy. Yeah, uh, and we were in the Northwest region, and we used to have our meetings together, and I got to know Nate probably 15 years ago. Got to reunite with him a little bit last night, and then <laughs> their uh, media director, uh, Carrie Buck, did a great job getting us set up and helping us get things around and so on. Just really appreciated those people last night. Yeah, uh, I talked to them uh, the day before, uh, Thursday, and uh, good people there for sure. Let's talk about the St. Paul game here real quick. Mark, you had a chance to look at some film of that. I I called it last night with Brock, and uh, the the big turning point of the game was in that first half where St. Paul had a lead 14-12, to and then uh, Coonley got strip-sacked by by Dalton, and the ball bounced perfectly on the turf up to a Dalton defender. And he ran it in for a score, and uh, that gave Dalton uh, the lead there into halftime. Yeah, yeah, that was that was just one of those freak plays, but it did. And their linebacker, he scooped it, and you know it was a you know thirty yard jaunt to the end zone. There was nobody to stop him. Nobody. And but you know the the big thing with St. Paul is they you look at the score, and the difference in the game is three defensive touchdowns. I mean, you know, they ended up losing by 20 points. They gave up that defensive touchdown. There was another scoop and score, and there was a pick six. And so, you know, that was 20 points that was given away to the defense. And when you look you look at the yardage, uh, you know, they were very compatible. Of course, they had some issues with uh, tackling with, uh, you know, the, the, the kid from Dalton. Siders. Yes. He, yeah, he ended up, well, he had one of the pick six, six. He did, yep. Uh, he had to pick six, but he also ended up, at the end of the night, his his average, I think he had like 324 yards on 31 carries. You know, his average was over 10 yards a carry. Crazy, wow. crazy. Yes. The the one, uh, you know, we mentioned that uh, scoop and score. The other one was kind of like a strip and score. Yeah, they, yeah, that was a, that was more of a strip and score because you know all of a sudden they're over on the sidelines and the next thing you know there goes the kid <laughs> taking off for Dalton yes. the other way. <laughs> but yeah, I want to thank everybody, Ashlyn as well, uh, Jason Goings. I've known him forever. 
the athletic director over there, and uh, they set us up with a nice little private booth in there, kind of like what you guys had. We had a little more room, though, and we were climate-controlled. It was actually a little warm in the booth last night. Well, you know, the nice thing about that booth compared to the one at Huron is they didn't measure Mark and I and cut six inches off of it. They measured Mark and I and gave us an extra two feet, and there was actually a second level where Cheryl could actually sit right in our booth with us and do all of her statistics as well. I want to mention, too, uh, in St. Paul, the, the, not to get lost in uh, the, the loss last night, was uh, the big games for uh, Pocus and, and Berger last night. Yeah, they well, like I said, you know, the rushing, you looked at it, and they both had over 100 yards. I think Pocus, Josh, I think he had like maybe 160. I can't remember. Right. But they, very well. And, you know, and the, and the thing was the Flyers didn't quit last night. Even, even when they were down, they, they were still moving the football and you know all the way all to the way, all the way to the end and you know what a what a great team and you know they went through a lot of adversity in the season they had a grueling beginning you know they end up you know they started out 0 and 3 and and you look at all the teams they lost to Jeez. were all you know playing last night pretty much or almost in the all playoffs. Of them. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, Pocus had 185 yards last night officially uh, Berger had 104 <clears throat> yards and 26 carries for Pocus, 24 carries for Berger last night. And uh, Mark Hazelwood has in his recap from last night, the two uh, of those players became the 12th backfield duo since 92 in program history to each finish over 1,000 uh, in the season, so over 1,000 yards. So yeah, how cool it, is that? Huh? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and Well, that was kind of, I think, when they figured out the averages because they always do that after the films, you know, break everything down and, and the, the Flyers, you know, they were getting, you know, a little over five yards a carry to the 10 yards that Sider was getting. Yeah, Sider's ended up with 300 yards, two touchdowns, 24 attempts, and an interception return for a touchdown. Well, just another night at the office for uh, the young man there. <laughs> Light night's work. <laughs> but I, I got to say, uh, uh, St. Paul, uh, you know, uh, what a tremendous season by them. Like you said, they went through some adversity early, playing all, you know, playing Edison, playing Huron, playing uh, what Tiffin Calvert, uh, playing uh, uh, Fort Loramie, uh, all those games, and then going on the road as a 13 seed and uh, defeating a, a five and a four seed to, to to get to the number one seed. Well, and, and last night, uh, you know, b- before I left uh, left the locker room there after the films and everything. Uh, Coach Livengood was talking about it, you know, and he had told the kids uh, before going into the game that, you know, all these all these freshmen, you know, last night they were playing a soft like sophomores in the game, and 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 we talked about how great this is for a program when his kids got an additional three weeks of practice and game experience, the underclassmen going into next year. Yeah, and that's the one thing all year long that I talked to well, since the playoffs started when I talked to Coach Jim Hall. He talked about how much of an advantage it has been to be in the playoffs for several years in a row now because of the extra practices yeah. and the extra time. You know, they go two or three games every year over the course of a kid's career. That's like playing an extra uh, an extra whole it season. Is. Yeah. You know, an extra whole season of practices and games and things like that. And that's really what builds these programs, and it's why the same programs are consistently in the playoffs and getting deep runs into the playoffs because their kids are used to being there. They've played there a lot. The coaches have coached in those areas. 
John Livengood has been in the playoffs 8,000 times since he started at St. Paul. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, Coach Jim Hall over at Edison has been there. They, he's, I think this is his 27th season, and they've been in probably 18 of those 27. Uh, and it just builds the program, and the kids begin to put expectations that this is where we want to be and beyond. And that expectations drives you in the offseason. Yeah, and when you get to those uh, playoff games, you're playing some elite teams along the way, and that only helps you get better when you're facing the tougher competition like they have faced, like playing that Dalton team. Uh, I don't know how anybody stops that team last night, especially Siders. He was unbelievable. Again, 300 yards. But uh, St. Paul, um, according to Mark Hazelwood, uh, 47-24. and 24. Uh, their all-time playoff record. Uh, there's teams that dream of having that kind of playoff or record. Or playing that many games yes. in the playoffs. 71 playoff games in St. Paul history. And uh, John Livengood's coach, what, about all of those? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Pretty yes. close, right? Yeah, I, I, he's the only St. Paul coach. I mean, other than, you know, they had a state champion back when Mike Godfrey was the coach, yeah. but they didn't have the playoffs then. That's that right. was That was purely, uh, you know, a uh, a poll, you know, AP media. or whatever, yeah. yeah. All right, we'll go ahead and take a break here on the show. And when we come back, we'll have more of the Sports Roundtable, our blockbuster blowout edition here. Also, our trivia question brought to you by the Mellow Yellow Pizzeria. It uh, has to do with uh, Max Sobiak. Uh, this is Veterans Day, of course, and uh, we'll talk more about that coming up. A special a little clip of uh, Kip Sobiak, his dad and head of the Maxon uh, W. Sobiak Foundation. We'll play a little bit of that coming up here on the Locker Room Show. Stay with us. We will be right back. Credit Union is locally owned and a proud sponsor of our local high school sports programs. Firelands Federal Credit Union has locations in Bellevue, Norwalk, Monroeville, Bucyrus, Galleon, and now Sandusky. Firelands Federal Credit Union is member owned. That means the earnings go to their members through lower rates on loans and a wide range of financial services at the lowest possible cost. Learn more at firelandsfcu.org. It's time to buy that vehicle you've always wanted. Smiley Automotive has been selling quality used cars with superior service and treating customers right, serving the community and beyond. Plenty of fresh inventory in stock now. Stop by and you'll be driving away with a new vehicle today. Noble Sports and Trophies is the area's best place to get your shirts made for all of your events, including football, basketball, and softball shirts, 5Ks, or even family reunions. Noble Sports and Trophies have been in business for 30 years. They have the experience and technology to get you what you need and get it to you fast. The options are nearly unlimited with Noble Sports and Trophies. Don't forget to get your trophies at Noble Sports and Trophies 2 in Norwalk. For over a century, local broadcasting has evolved with the needs of the community. We move past the stigmas of opinion journalism and bring the most relevant news on air, online, and on the go. 
You have trusted us with your news, sports, weather, and entertainment. Trust us to keep moving with you. Text RADIO to 52886 and tell Congress local broadcasting is here to stay. You've heard the buzzwords, influencer, social media celebrity, blah, blah, blah. You know who the real influencers and local celebrities are? Radio DJs. You can TikTok all you want. But when it comes to telling people about your business, you can make a post on Facebook and tell a handful of friends, or you can advertise on the radio and reach thousands of local people. Go to WLKRradio.com, click on Advertise, and let WLKR help your business grow. The Afternoon Drive with the Captain, Chris Morgan. Be sure to tune in for your Monday show starting at 3 p.m. and we'll get the full five-hour show all the way until 8 o'clock despite having more Cavs basketball on tap. That's because they're out west taking on the Sacramento Kings with pregame coverage at 9.30. We'll have a game of music trivia going on at 3.40 with plenty of music and more on your Monday Afternoon Drive. Weekdays from 3 to 8 on 95.3 WLKR. You're listening to The Locker Room Show on the Sports Voice of the Firelands, 95.3 WLKR. Why don't you do something with your life? <laughs> Sit around here all day. You contribute nothing to society. Presented by Schaefer Dan Hoff, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. I'm just trying to be a father, raise a daughter and a son, be a lover to their mother, everything to everyone. Up and at them bright and early, I'm all business in my suit. Yeah, I'm dressed up for success, from my head down to my boots. I don't do it for the money, there's bills that I can't pay. I don't do it for the glory, I just do it anyway. Providing for our futures, my responsibility. Yeah, I'm real good under pressure, being all that I can be. I can't call in sick on Mondays when the weekend's been too strong. I just work straight through the holidays, sometimes all night long. You can bet that I stand ready When the wolf growls at the door Hey, I'm solid, hey, I'm steady Hey, I'm true down to the core And I will always do my duty No matter what the price I've counted up the cost I know the sacrifice Oh, and I don't want to die for you But if dying's asking me All right, welcome back here to the Locker Room Show. Of course, happy Veterans Day to everybody. And if you're a veteran out there, there is free stuff all over the place for you today. Meals all over the place. I know the Sandusky Bay Pancake House, uh, yes. a free Sandusky 7 to any veteran out there. So go out and take advantage yeah. of it. Eat for free all day long. I know Wendy's has free breakfast going on right now. Pancake House has their free breakfast. 
I know uh, uh, Golden Corral has something going on on Monday, so uh, just take advantage yeah. of it. You deserve it all. Yeah, and, Absolutely. and, and the Sandusky 7, that's not on the menu. No. That no. You, you only hear that here on the radio, either here or on K96. Yeah, well, yeah that's pancakes and uh, some, some meat and yeah, uh, yeah, some good stuff. Yeah, I think three pancakes, a couple of strips of bacon, a couple of eggs. Yeah, all free. Yes. J- just stop it at one to the next to the next to the next. We'll just call it the Band of Brothers Tour. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> you know, huh? Go Why from not? one to the next and just eat all day. Yeah. And now, thanks I want... for what you did. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. Uh, we're on the air here because of what you did, and uh, we can – uh, gather here every uh, Saturday morning and talk some sports and have ourselves a good old time <laughs> just uh, f- because uh, we're free and uh, we're free because of uh, you veterans out there. So I wanted to play a couple clips here before uh, we uh, end of the show. Kip Soviak, of course, Max Soviak's dad and the uh, uh, the head of the Max and Soviak Foundation who helps out veterans in the area. He joined us on K96 uh, yesterday morning and he talked about uh, some uh, some of the things that they do there, uh, here is uh, uh, him talking about the broad range of services that they offer. Correct. We, when we set up the foundation, we said, you know, Max was more than one thing. Mm-hmm. And most foundations, they kind of niche yeah. and they go after like one thing. Like, uh, I, you, I can't tell you how many foundations sent us things when Max passed and that's what they do they when something happens they send it out we didn't want to be pigeonholed and so when we set the foundation up we actually had to put it you know when when we did the 5013c we had to set it up that we were going to be more broad and kind of kept it generic so we could do whatever we needed to do um, within our parameters to help a veteran now, if you're a veteran or you know a veteran, here's the steps to get help through the Maxton uh, W. Soviet Foundation. So the steps currently is to go to the website, maxsoviak.org. Um, there is an application there, and you, as a veteran, you can fill it out. Or as somebody that knows a veteran, you can go on and sponsor them. And it's anonymous. Only we see it, and we, we take that application we look it over and you know we do our due diligence Mm -hmm. and see what we can do to to help all right one more clip here for you talking about helping around the holidays the big point was is that christmas is coming up Mm -hmm. and and that would you know to be able to help a veteran do something along those lines would would really be nice um you know to to get away from the dogs and you know that kind of stuff, um, just to help somebody get through the holidays, mm-hmm. you know, would actually be our focus currently. There you go. So if you know somebody out there that needs some help veteran-wise, and uh, if you're a veteran, uh, don't be too proud. Go out there, get your help, uh, you know, uh, go out there and uh, get what you deserve for sure. And uh, th- they offer such a broad range of services, Mark, me and you were talking yes. about it before we went on the air uh, if you need something like uh, something fixed around your house or you, you need help, uh, with, maybe you have some car trouble or something yeah. like that and you're a veteran, they, they will step in and uh, most likely help you out for sure. And I don't want to even say most likely. They will help you out. Yeah, the, the hardest part for for Kip and that is, is you know, uh, pride. You know, yes. a, a, lot, a lot of our veterans, you know, they have a lot of pride in, in when they really need help. 
you know, they're hesitant to, to ask for it because of the pride, but it's nothing nothing to be ashamed of. And, you know, it, it makes us happy to be able to help out yes. our veterans because, like you said, uh, you know, it's because of them that we can enjoy getting big crowds of uh, the community together on, on Friday nights <laughs> yes. for football games and in the winter getting in the gym for the basketball. <sighs> you know, that's, that's all because of them that we can enjoy that. So there you go. Let's get our trivia question here, guys, as we wrap things up. Uh, brought to you by the Mellow Yellow Pizzeria. They are always on the move to locate their big yellow truck of hand-tossed fresh-baked pizza, Stromboli, and more. Find them on Facebook or streetfoodfinder.com slash Pizzeria. Don't let it pass you by. Grab life by the slice. And it's going to have to do with uh, Max Soviak, of course. And what was Max Soviak's number on the football team? Oh, there you go. Was it 17, 27, or 37? So 17, 27. You're not eligible, Randy, for, <laughs> for the win. You're a guest yeah. on the show today, so I'm sorry. <laughs> he wanted that pizza, folks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, 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 but you can call in, Brendan, if, if you're listening to us this morning. Yeah, you sure, know, I'll get on the horn here. Let's go. <laughs> you know, know the, we, we got a caller here. Let's go ahead and get to him. Uh, what was his number? You're on the air here. I believe it was 27. Yeah, good job. What's your name? Uh, Bob Simon from Norwalk. <laughs> All right, Bob. Uh, we'll put your information down here, and uh, we'll get you set up with that certificate, okay? I appreciate it. Keep up the good work, and God bless all of our veterans. Oh, yes, yes. I echo that comment. Yeah. Thanks, Bob. Have a good weekend, okay? You guys, too. Thank you. All right. Bob Simon there of Norwalk, of course, knew the answer was 27. Of course, it's on the field, too. Right? Yeah. Well, and, and Randy and I couldn't help but think of Max here during this playoff run because Max was part of the big playoff runs when they were back-to-back regional champions. Your shirt, and right? Yes, like, like my uh, shirt here. And uh, back-to-back regional champs in both years made it to the state semifinals, uh, only to end up falling to Canton Central Catholic both years. Yeah, yeah, I remember. (laughs) I was there, too. I watched some of those games along the way. But, again, veterans, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you so much for everything that you do uh, every day and uh, have done and will do in the future. But uh, before we wrap things up, it's 10.02, but we didn't get started until 9.02, so technically this is the last minute of the show really quickly guys uh ohio state uh taking care of michigan state tonight should be no problem right yeah yeah in the past i might be questionable with the michigan state yeah. games but under the current uh, state of duress that uh, the whole state of michigan is in i i, I think that uh, they'll be all right your thoughts real quick on the michigan scandal randy what do you think oh you had to give me that <laughs> yes. question just to wrap um, things up well uh <laughs> I'm going to kind of hold my opinions for a little bit simply because I don't know all the facts yet. And I, I'm willing to say that I think there probably was something that was done that was incorrect. I'm not going to say whether I think what has happened is right, wrong, or otherwise in terms of what's happened to head coach Jim Harbaugh. I'm a Buckeye fan through and through. I've been bleeding red and, uh, red and gray forever. But I'm just going to hold my opinions until all of the facts come out, and then we can really look at it objectively. Don't let facts get in the way of your opinion. <laughs> come on, what are we thinking here? Hey, this is National Enquirer material. <laughs> this is a sports talk radio. What, what are we doing here? Uh, uh, I right. guess I'm just the voice of reason, huh? <laughs> all right, let's thank everybody involved in the show today. Uh, Jim Rhodes and Alice from the Cleveland Guardians Radio Network. Thanks to him. 
Also, Jalen Santoro for joining us from the Perkins Pirates. And Randy, thanks for coming in today. I loved it. Let's do it again sometime. We will. Yes. We'll do. Maybe we'll do it uh, next season, uh, kind of like a preview or something like that. Let's do that. All right. So that'll do it, folks. Thanks to all the sponsors. Thanks to Bob Simon, our trivia winner. And again, Ohio State tonight, 6 o'clock pregame, 730 for kickoff here on 95.3. God bless you. Have a great rest of your weekend. We'll talk to you back here uh, next week here in the Locker Room Show on 95.3 WLKR. Brought to you by Schaefer Dan Huff, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, Westside, Sunoco, First National Bank of Bellevue, Mellow Yellow Pizzeria, Smiley Automotive, Stein, Olson & Stang, CPAs, Noble Sports & Trophies, Firelands Federal Credit Union, Baldiff's Carpet Cleaning and Floor Covering, and Norwalk Heating and Air. On the Sports Voice of the Firelands, 95.3 WLKR. See you later, alligator.